The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Welcome in to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys in the SWBC studio. I'm Nicole Hutchison alongside Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez, and Miss Christy Scales. It's Victory Monday, ladies. Woo, let's go. Whoop, whoop. Victory uh, I need a whoop whoop. Monday. Can I get a whoop whoop? <laughs> we need a whoop whoop from this side of the Can table. It, it's, it's a short week for And this side of the table, too. Chris, you didn't whoop whoop either. There we go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely I got deserve it. I got Thank you, queen. You, Can we, I will you. always whoop whoop for you. Right? No. Oh. I get it. It's, I'm trying to go short... down an octave. I was trying to do it like Ooh. an octave lower. What is 23-point win was enough? Right? Come on, Aisha. So you're going to go low? Yeah. Yeah. My grandma says woo woo. She likes saying that. Really? When something's going good. Yeah. Well, there you go. She scorned me. Before, I know we got to start, but she's. My family literally like scorned me uh, the other night because I said the other week, I was like, I don't know no Dolly Parton songs. I don't really oh, I mean, I don't oh either. So I was, okay. When it's I say okay. it, I was like, I, they was getting on me. I was good. like, I love that. <laughs> my brother was like, I think it's going to be a great show. I said, well, dang. Like, So I wanted to apologize to any Dolly fans out there. I, my my right family there. got me right, put me on. I am now um, aware of five? Dolly's greatness. Working from nine to five? It was quite a few songs. They, my family's musical, so they started singing you. and harmonizing. You know, you know more than you think you know. That's what they told me. Because it's yeah. part of American That's culture. That's what they told me. Really? It was like, how do you not know any Dolly songs? I don't. You, I, you, you would. Know. It's, we'll play know. you some really? after the podcast. I'll get we'll her get you, right. Okay. Love that. My family got me right. Love got you. That. Okay. Got you. Got you. Woo, 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 Hi, woo. Woo. Victory that Monday. Was no, that was much it was an better. Alto, woo, woo. I'm so proud of you. Oh, mm. oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> no, ladies, all smiles on sev- on Sunday. Whew. Um, it's a short week, but all smiles on <laughs> Sunday for a win for the Cowboys, 33 to 10, the final. Uh, but also smiles because Jimmy Johnson is now going to be inducted into the Cowboys Ring of Honor December 30th. Um, I know, Christy, you were there, of course, for the silence of first. Wait, I got to be around Nate Newton yesterday, who actually played under uh, Jimmy Johnson, and he was so happy for his coach. He was like, you know, Jimmy Johnson really made me the player and the person, the man that I am today. Uh, so he was... Big old smile from him. Um, got that on recording, actually. But Christy, uh, you were here around the time. And oh I yeah. You said oh yeah. I started in '91, so yeah. Jimmy came in 1989. So Jerry's first hire was Jimmy. Mm-hmm. They were uh, college, not just teammates, but roommates there at University of Arkansas. Of course, uh, Jones and Johnson. When it's alphabetically, they're going to be roommates on the road for the, <laughs> the road games. But they've been friends for a long time. And by the way, when they were both there, there was a graduate assistant at Arkansas by the name of Barry Switzer that they played uh-huh. for. So there, it, there it's go. all you know, it's Small all world. full circle. But yeah, it was great because yesterday, uh, Jimmy Johnson, instead of being on the Fox set there mm. in L.A. next to SoFi Stadium, he was 
at uh, Bank of America Stadium on the sideline. And so he and Jerry were yucking it up on the sideline <laughs> for probably for about 45 minutes or so. So we knew that the announcement was going to be made 15 minutes before kickoff. And, of course, I interviewed Jerry 30 minutes before kickoff on the Dallas Cowboys radio network on the owner's box. And so Jerry's there, and I know I'm going to interview them both, but – it's Fox's announcement to make 15 minutes before kickoff. And so doing an interview and then teasing, oh, a very exciting announcement is coming up. <laughs> Got to let these gentlemen go so they can make this very exciting announcement that we'll be talking about in just a few minutes. But, yeah, but it, it felt like old times. And so Nate and, and any of the guys that played with Jimmy, the mm. staff that were here, obviously very excited. But I will say one more thing because I know that fans and media have been riding Jerry really hard mm. <laughs> for not putting Jimmy in earlier. Yeah. Okay. For a couple of years ago, Jimmy said, you know, Jerry said, yeah, you know, I plan to put Jimmy in. But then things kind of fell by the wayside. Part of it was scheduling, maybe some ego involved. But, ladies, when you walk into the Star in Frisco <laughs> and you're in the atrium, mm -hmm. there's the beautiful light work overhead, Leo Villarreal's uh, uh, beautiful tw uh, twinkling lights. Mm -hmm. But when you look in the floor, what do you see? When you look in the floor different of the quotes, atrium, there are different and quotes and, and different names. names. What, what's about those names? What's special about the names that are in the floor of the atrium of the Star in Frisco? You know, I never looked at the floor. I, feel like I don't so look really? down. I, like I don't look down. I, I do know. No, no, no. I don't That's look down. I do know I'm... that there's a Jimmy Johnson quote on the floor <laughs> and that there's a Jason Witten quote on the floor as well. Huh. I know that it's, for sure. There are, there are th a few quotes in there. That I don't is, know that is mean, the way we honor our Ring of Honor members. So oh. if you were in the Ring of Honor, Wait, your name is in the floor. But if you pay attention like Jess has for the past couple years, in fact, the media has to walk over this yeah. nameplate in the floor to get to the to the press conference room. Jimmy's name has been in the floor for over two years, guys. Okay, and Jason there's Witten, a little hint. Well, Jason Witten is <laughs> is a quote, not a yeah, not, yeah. not not, a, not mm -hmm. a plate. It's a quote with his name. Yeah. So, this is something that that has been you know was going to happen mm -hmm. earlier. It just kind of got delayed. So, yeah, the the clue was right under your nose and your toes well, the whole time. I need to pay more attention to my surroundings because I never I just never looked down. And you just got you just well, that's, yeah. that's true. I just yeah. got. She so just distracted but by still. volume Frisco, the beautiful light. <laughs> yeah, no, it's well, beautiful. No, I know. It's it's awesome. up, I do look up all the time and I'm like, "Whoa, these lights are so pretty." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, but were the players what what were some of the reactions from the players? I don't think a lot players? of the players Did, knew, right? Yeah. No, it, it was it was uh, purposefully kept a secret yesterday. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, when uh, Jimmy walks out on the field about an hour mm -hmm. before kickoff with uh, Jerry and everybody, you know, Fox is showing it. People are tweeting it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're having to be coy and say, hey, an announcement's coming up. <laughs> Certainly, most people have figured it out by that point. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was it was really exciting. And the fact that Jimmy was there in uh, Charlotte instead of being at the Fox studio, you know, anyway, it was great because uh, the Fox uh, crew of Greg and Kevin and Aaron and Tom, they were all down there. And so mm -hmm. when it was time to make the announcement 15 minutes before kickoff, it just all came together beautifully. And then we were able to carry uh, the announcement on Cowboys Radio Network as well. So it was really, really cool. December 30th yeah. will be the induction for Jimmy Johnson. Looking forward to that. But let's, oh, did, I'm sorry, did you want to add something? No, I'm just saying my dad was 
hallelujah <laughs> yeah. about it. Uh, every, I mean, everybody. And this, this is such a storyline that uh, growing up a Cowboys fan and studying mm-hmm. the history of the Dallas Cowboys, Jimmy Johnson's name is etched in the star. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. whether it was officially in the ring of honor or not, he's forever just made an impact on this yeah. organization. So a long time coming. How about them Cowboys getting uh, Jimmy Johnson in the Yeah, corner? and the, yeah. the cool thing is because that December 30th game is a Saturday night, mm-hmm. that's when the Lions come to play the Cowboys. It's a Saturday night game, which is going to be ESPN and ABC. Who does the ESPN ABC broadcast? Troy Aikman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so Troy, uh, who just loves Jimmy, mm-hmm. um, you know, will be will be yeah. able to be part <laughs> of crying. be able to be part of the um, ceremony. So that's very, very cool. Yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a whole bunch. To, I don't have a whole bunch to add. I know if my uncles were here, they would be very happy to see it because uh, they were just huge Cowboys fans. But I, I do think it is something to be said when you look at some of the great players that were here during that tenure, during that time where they were able to win those championships uh, back to back to back mm-hmm. like that. It's uh, it's something to be said about being able to lead men and to also yep. to keep. There were a lot of different personalities and, and egos mm-hmm. and, and temperaments on that team to get them to rally and believe in each other to win those. It, it's hard to win football, like to win Super Bowls that like that. So I think it is something to be said about even how well he is as a leader. Um, we talk about Jimmy to have those guys believe and to be able to do that consecutively because it's just not something you see in football anymore. And that's something that Newton, Nate Newton said yesterday that he really just lets you be who you want it to be. Mm. It doesn't matter if you were like a goofball, if you wanted to be arrogant, whatever you, whatever personality you had, Jimmy Johnson was okay with you being oh, yeah. who you wanted to as be. As long as you yeah. bought in and as you, long you, you yeah, 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 exactly. And they clearly did. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I thought I, that's the only thing I wanted to say about him. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. Now let's talk about this dub, y'all. Right. Uh, let's start. Let's start with this offense. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want to start with Tony Pollard. Um, seeing him have a really great run. Um, I believe in the fourth quarter. Oh my gosh, what is funny? Nothing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. I got it was it's football related, but That's it's okay. not related to this. Uh, I apologize. No, you're fine. Tony Pollard scoring his first touchdown since week one. Uh great to see him really come alive. Uh what did y'all like from him? What'd y'all like from this run game? Because it seemed to be effective yesterday. Anybody? Oh, Jess. Okay. Oh. Not a whole Oh, lines. I get oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> I liked that you're seeing a I don't want to call it a vintage Tony Pollard but what you know Tony Pollard is capable of doing because mm-hmm. you haven't seen the explosiveness from him yet. But what you're also seeing is kind of you peel the layers back. You're seeing that offensive line become more cohesive to where, you know, we're talking a couple weeks ago about how the right side of the line was a little bit uh, weaker. Terrence Steele said, who are you talking about? And he was there blocking two defenders in, in open space like it was nothing. Um, so what you're seeing is, is a trickle-down effect of, you know, not just what Tony Pollard's been capable of doing this entire time, but you're seeing everything gel together the cohesion in that offensive line unit you're starting uh five really gelling together and so i think um the run game obviously isn't possible without that and so i think you're just seeing that continuity continuing to build with all of those guys um somebody specifically that comes to mind that i think doesn't get enough credit in what he does and contributes to the run game is tyler biotish mm-hmm. and how great. He had much a great game. oh how much he just really has honed in on being this uh silent leader mm-hmm. and, and I say silent leader because not a very outgoing guy unless you go talk to him and but he's so bought into what this team is and what he wants to do for this team so um, to be able to see him blocking to be able to see him just continuously uh, continuously communicate and communicate at a very high level um, just 
trickles down uh, through the line. But I'm really proud of uh, Tony Pollard, uh, going back to that, to be able to um, be explosive and get in the end zone because that's yeah. a confidence boost. We talked about one big play is needed to continue to project you on. It was that right there. Uh, well, Tyler was communicating yesterday mm-hmm. for sure. That was he's he, he's chippy. He and was chippy Barry. yesterday. Derek Brown and some of these guys, and <laughs> usually after extra points. But um, yeah, happy birthday to Tyler, by the way, today. And Zach. And Zach. So your center Aww. and your right guard celebrate the same. We sang them uh, happy birthday. birthday. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, but the other thing is Tyler Biotish. There was that one where he was like 16 yards downfield on the right side yes. where he made mm. he made the block. I, yes. I just thought he was. Uh, outstanding i do have one question for aisha though because i want your thoughts on the run game and then um what'd you think of those two wildcat plays oh i knew she was gonna have she something tweeted to say about, about that. it too that's i said what is going on here i was listen i don't have a i don't have a whole bunch to say about it i there's is that because Twitter. you don't say if you don't have anything nice to say you don't say anything or mm-hmm. what? my grandma taught me some <laughs> i don't know what was going on clearly they may have saw the opportunity to try to implement it uh what, what does michael McCarthy say variations um of this run game and see if there was something there for it but i was uh, dismayed I was, I was i was i was like what is this why are they doing this right here but in fairness if if you are gonna try to do yeah. something like that i guess try it against mm-hmm. you know yeah. these gentlemen give them a look reps. give them yeah. a look washington has to spend to a couple minutes on mm-hmm. it just in case yeah. yeah i mean and in regard to the run game man i i definitely got to give credit to Derek brown and and those linebackers for uh for the panthers also too who, who where is where is he at he went nuts i was just sitting here was it deontay no it was dante vulu luvo he's the um linebacker he's very good luvo i, I mean troy hill the cornerback he had him and he was in the box he got beat by cd on the touchdown pass but otherwise hill had a really solid game yeah um he was really helpful in the run game i thought that um initially this this panthers defensive line did give the cowboys some trouble up front um and it wasn't until about the second half that and I gotta go back and look because I'm starting to think the Cowboys are just a better second half team mm-hmm. um that sometimes can be beneficial sometimes it cannot I definitely want to see them get off to faster starts but yeah. when you talk about the run uh them you know using the run game just mentioned the cohesiveness you can definitely see the communications getting better especially given that they were on a silent count some of his times during the game, how many, did you clock how many well, times it well, was? Well, act, actually, Carolina spent the whole game in silent Pope, count, yeah. but just a couple of times the just Cowboys did times. have to use it, yeah. Yeah, but on the road, you know, uh, have it communicate in that environment. And then also, too, I think they're starting to see Tony Pollard mentioned in his presser this week. We're starting to realize the things that we do well and mm-hmm. what we how mm-hmm. how we fit and, and what things we can do. And yeah. so that's implementing CDs sometimes. That's, you know, doing some inside outside zone stuff but also letting tony tony do some of the things he does best which is one of tony's really good things that he has well tracy possesses is his vision so when you do the inside outside zone things it allows him to kind of see what he wants he's a little bit of a patient runner too so that Mm -hmm. allows him to see these things open up and he can use that burst they also bounced it to the outside and stuff so i am um i Run game, it wasn't perfect. There's still mm-hmm. things to work on, especially, too, because I didn't think this defensive line was going to give them that many fits. Yeah. I mean, I, I even see, saw Zach Martin struggle in spots, and that's crazy. But I will say at least they are, just like we talked about, 
the passing game, yeah. they're starting to see what they can do well, what the team excels in, definitely going strong side, that left side, mm -hmm. too, and um, how they can build off of that. And I think that's there's something to be said about them being able to adjust, even in this game, come out in the mm -hmm. second half and run the ball efficiently. Yeah. Well, I, I know that they were really um, thinking that they would have uh, some success running in this game just because um, the secondary for Carolina injury depleted. So they mm -hmm. didn't get J.C. Horn back yeah. in time. Mm -hmm. He's still out with a hamstring injury since week one. Uh, and then uh, C.J. Henderson was out for the second straight week with uh, concussion. And so Dante Jackson, he's their lead cornerback now. Troy Hill, you mentioned, Aisha played well uh, in the slot. Mm -hmm. But they had a guy named DiCaprio Boodle. <laughs> Who, who was the other starting cornerback who's normally third string and a couple of members of the Cowboys coaching staff had him in college so they were familiar with him but going into the game they were thinking that uh, because uh, the uh, defensive staff for the Panthers would probably have to help Boodle in coverage, maybe roll a safety over, maybe play a little more shell defense, that that would mean less in the box, that mm. that would be more opportunity in the run that's game. That's good info. Yeah, so, that's, um, so, so they really felt like uh, this this would be the game where they could could really emphasize the running attack. That's but good. but to your point, you were right that that uh, line uh, held up very well for a good part of the game. They really did. Thank so you for so that. hats yeah. off to the Panthers. Thank yeah. you for that because yeah. I was yeah I baby yeah. I was wondering. Yeah, they they <laughs> just well you know if you think about it, you know it's like well why how does it how do injuries in the secondary affect what you're trying to do with the run <clears throat> defense? Well, if you're having to help in the back yeah. because you're not sure that your defensive backs can hold up, mm -hmm. if you're having to have safeties help or roll coverage and things like that, boxes. that means that you can't take like a J. Ron Curse or a Donovan Wilson the way that we take them and put them down in the box to help with the run game. Yeah. You know, they, teams aren't able to do that. As, as much um, just because they're having to fear what the Cowboys can do with the big plays in the passing mm -hmm. game. And that also just oh, the versatility sorry. in players isn't something that's as common as we'd Absolutely. like to think yeah. it is when you talk about it all the time here in Dallas it's very common to say like oh well you can bump him <laughs> yeah. up to, to linebacker from safety. That's not something you typically see Absolutely. across the league. It's, it's becoming more common but we talk about it so often here I think we forget on the other side of the ball that's not something that's very typical Yeah from an opponent yeah, yeah. well yeah. said well said no I was gonna kind of piggyback off of what Christy was saying the big plays we didn't see a lot of that yesterday um, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because McCarthy said that it just every game is different right mm -hmm. um, so mm. uh, what is there a concern if any at all um, about this offense because you're coming off of a game of so much dominance right CD um, three straight games with 150 plus receiving yards. Brandon Cooks, 100 something, uh, 173, I believe. Uh, 173, the previous week. Yeah, the previous week. Yeah. I mean, when you're seeing a game like that and then you come in and your receivers are held to almost under 50 yards this game, is there a concern, again, at all when? It's not as explosive, not in so many big plays. Is, is, is there? I, I didn't feel concerned, especially okay. to, uh, I mean, there is something to be said about what this week looks like for this team. <coughs> and, um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's some things that I just think don't have to be said, mm -hmm. but it's, it's 
why? Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah. it's, it sounds like that, but it's like, why, you know, go crazy in this game? But also, too, just like the Cowboys, well, just like other teams, I think the Cowboys saw the favorable matchup mm -hmm. on the ground, like, mm -hmm. like you said. And so they decided to try to, you know, implement their run game. But I will say, and I, I was surprised um, a little bit with how that secondary was able to stick with these Cowboys mm -hmm. receivers early. But that also, too, it kind of, feeds into there was some unexpected stuff they threw some disguises in there they, they ran did. some man slash zone i think they showed them some looks maybe they weren't expecting and um they just you know they were able to overcome it they were able to figure things out i mean I, I, but they definitely changed up a little bit after schoolmaker had that tv mm -hmm. up the seams but yeah I, I i think they showed we talk about unscouted looks yeah. mike mccarthy's brought that up how many times about some stuff is not what they've seen on film mm -hmm. They threw some different things out there as defensively, and they had to adjust to it as the game went on. But they didn't. They did a. Yeah. They did enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, uh, they, <laughs> they did, did enough. They they kept Dak clean. There was not yeah, a sack. So so, so Carolina. Yeah, Carolina surrenders seven sacks. Boy, you want to see an <laughs> offensive line that's. Oof. Boy, were they poor up the middle. Oh, oh my goodness, that was that yeah. was that was tough to watch. We and it, and Bryce it. Bryce Young. Oh my gosh, guys. So He's him. so much smaller in person to look at mm. him than he is on TV. It's like Chris, isn't he like they, five ten? They, they list him at five ten, two oh four. I say standing on a speed bump <laughs> with rocks in his pockets. There's no way that that guy is five ten, two oh four. Christy. So he he's standing he's, on a speed bump? <laughs> He's he and, well. He's slight. It, it's not in, in with rocks in his pocket. I ain't never heard that before. <laughs> well, I just made it up. So. Uh, uh, so good. You know, but but he. Uh, so he's the same height as T Kyler Murray, but he's built more like he's actually the same size as Brandon Cooks. Now he's listed as ten mm. pounds heavier, but Brandon Cooks is is five ten, oh, wow. and I think Brandon's listed at like one ninety four, one ninety six, but he's slightly built, right? Mm -hmm. He's he's yeah. not most yeah. and so like Kyler Murray, the Cardinals uh, yeah. quarterback is short but yeah. kind of thicker, mm -hmm. you know? Or Deuce Vaughn. Deuce yeah. Vaughn yeah. is five five but he's thicker. But Bryce Young, man, he's still boy, he can move accuracy good touch he's going to be such a good player he really can be but that line who i will say though that i thought they did a pretty decent job of running the ball didn't you yeah, yeah. Our, our run defense sure, we, we need to we I'm need sure to shore we up the I'm middle sure i know we're going to talk about sure yeah. we're gonna touch on it real quick i also want to go back to your initial question of are we concerned at all? No, because that's what happens when you're playing complimentary football and it's mm -hmm. not all on your offense to win games and your defense is continually making big plays, making sacks happen. Mr. Pick Six, anything but Bland getting his uh, his uh, pick six of the game. Yeah. Um, but that's what happens when it's not all on Dak Prescott to win these games. Mm -hmm. Your defense was producing. He didn't have to do so much, and that's what you should want from your quarterback Absolutely. each and every week is that he's not throwing for over 400 yards every week yeah. because, again, you still have a long season to play. These guys keep talking about, hey, Thanksgiving is really the start of where the meat is of our season. Mm -hmm. Mike McCarthy agreed there's still a lot to happen in November rest of November and December football and then you're talking playoff contention you don't want Dak to be passing that much mm -hmm. consecutively for the next seven weeks that's crazy great that he can do it shouldn't always be on his shoulders to have to that's yeah. point. 10 games down seven more to go on this schedule oh my god we're gonna take our first break you're watching girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys we'll be right back 
We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Aisha, this one's for you. <laughs> Salvation Army's 27th annual Red Kettle kickoff returns to AT&T Stadium this Thanksgiving. Get excited to watch the one and only Dolly Parton rock the stage during halftime when your Dallas Cowboys go head-to-head with the Washington Commanders. Turn in, tune in at 3.30 p.m. on CBS. And we'll carry it live on Cowboys Radio as well. So yes. you can't be in front of a TV if you're huh. driving home from Grandma's uh, after filling your belly with pumpkin pie. And if you're if you're at Jolene's, so you have no excuse. There you go. Uh, so I'm so we'll, glad we'll, you we'll got carry it, it live I'm on Cowboys. We we got it. Thank you. We got it. And and yes, Aisha, you have heard that song. You just don't know it. Yeah, we can't sing it. But <laughs> I know the song. I know how it sounds. Uh-huh. I know what key it's in. Ooh, don't do me like that. I'm not, I can't sing it. I'm, it's wait, wait, copyright. Yeah, it's copyright. We can't sing it. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> when my husband says, Particles. what key are you singing in? I'm like, all of them. You know, like at the same time, I didn't, I'm not a good singer, but by golly, I'll hit every key. Well, this Cowboys defense was on the same key. So oh, oh, no. Just walked right into that one. Just set I her right it. up. Yes. Yes, Nicole, you're getting cha-ching. better at this. Cha-ching. Where's the cha-ching, Jazz? The cha-ching. <laughs> there <Yeah>. we go. <laughs> no, I mean, this y'all. Cowboys defense, y'all, on, on all on one accord. Um, I mean, still some issues, concerns with that run defense. We'll talk about that a little bit. But what what is, I mean, I guess we got to start with Jerron Bland. I know you want to say it. I know you want to say it. Go ahead and say it. She said it already. Oh, Why she got to say it again? Oh, dang. I missed we it. Got, you going to say it again? You got to say it oh, enough. He tied it. an NFL record, ma'am. <laughs> What do you mean? You can't say it enough and wait till he breaks that record. I'm really going to say it. All right, go ahead and say it. Ron Bland is anything but Bland. Bingo. Jazzy. There you go. <laughs> Jazzy. Okay. She, she's not. Thank there you. you go. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, Jazz. <laughs> we are working you sorry, today. Sorry, girl. But blame Duran. Yeah. Blame Duran for yeah, being man, anything but Bland. But tying the NFL record of four pick sixes in a season, that's freaking ridiculous. And the way that yeah. he did it, just undercutting the receiver, the tumble, and just the somersault. It's one of jets. the hardest plays for a corner. To, yeah. It's one of the hardest routes for a corner to cover. And it's crazy because I think, um, I believe Trayvon Diggs had a play like that against the Chargers 
it was, I don't know if it was last year or the two, year before. Two years. Two years ago. I know and, the one you're talking about. Uh, yeah, it was two, I think it was <laughs> two years ago. His helmet, like, skated across mm. the, you remember it? Oh, that would have been last year. And, yeah, I know. Yeah. And at that, it was literally at that moment where I was like, oh, this dude's for real. Mm. Because it's not just the ball skills. It's running the route like a receiver, Deron <laughs> Bland, you know, attributed. But he, Deron was beat on that play. Mm-hmm. He admitted it. He said, he said, I lost my mm-hmm. footing. I was little, you know, I was. Uh, and so for him to be able to cut back in to have the um, the drive, like to drive on the ball like that. And then obviously just showing off at that point with the yeah. tumble and being like <laughs> into the end zone. And then, I mean, it was just crazy to me. But yeah, I. I mentioned it the other week. You're talking diamond and the rough type stuff here, and um, he's mm-hmm. just complaining. Com- he's continuing to show that this is a fifth round pick, y'all. Mm. This ain't no <clears throat> second round pick. This isn't like, and he and again, I know there's a lot of scouts <laughs> kicking themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you, he's the trifecta man. He's he covers, he tackles, and he takes the ball away. He does it all. It's yeah. it's next level stuff, and I, I'm so excited for him just having <clears throat> the opportunity to meet him. He's such a kind soul. So I'm sweet. so sweet, yep. so endearing. But then uh, Dan Quinn describes him as a, a wolf in sheep's clothing yes. because we get this mm-hmm. nice, calm. <laughs> oh, you don't like them. <laughs> but you can't play like that. And then it's just crazy how he can turn that switch on. Mm-hmm. Such a great guy. Um, and I'm very proud of him. I hope he does it against. Philly. Yes. Break that record. Well, Break when you talk record. about how he, he is kind of shy, just kind of smiles mm-hmm. and doesn't mm-hmm. say a whole lot. So it's it's near the end of the game. And, of course, the game we mentioned earlier was broadcast by Fox yesterday. So I'm standing on the sideline next to Erin Andrews. And uh game's not quite over, but she says, uh, yeah, we're going to get uh, Duran on uh, the post game because she'll interview the star of the game on the field right after the game. So it's going to be Duran. And so I see the Cowboys – PR folks over there talking to Duran, just kind of like, hey, this is what's going to happen. Aaron and Fox want to talk to you. And and uh, out of earshot, so I couldn't hear what they were saying, but I yeah. know it was like, hey, you know, they wouldn't say it this way, but you can give more than two word answers. You know, you can, you know, yeah. be yourself, that kind of thing. And so I told Aaron, I'm like, you'll love him. He's fantastic. But have a few questions ready because he usually gives one or two sentence answers. Yeah. But now that he's getting to be this big star, man, he is it. And even even in the shoe. even in the locker room, yeah. give, being more effusive, mm-hmm. being more descriptive. And uh, you still got that great smile and yeah. just kind of that shy, uh, you know, Um you know, young guy uh, th- vibe and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's really fun to see him blossom off the field as well as on. Yeah. Nothing shy about his game. Nothing shy yeah, about true. his game on the field. Because yeah. I, what I like, that it's kind of a reoccurring theme that we talk about these guys, and Duran's one of them. And um, I, I think of Cavante Turpin as well when we talk about this. But this flip of a switch that you mentioned, Aisha, it's almost insane to see – the animals that come out of these men when they are on the field because again you're talking Duran I talked to him this morning in the locker room it's like you broke you're you're almost gonna break the record and he's like yeah and I'm like <laughs> how did it feel he's like I mean I was excited I'm like and <laughs> and he's so nice I, I asked him you know um did anybody reach out what are kind of the messages you're getting he's like I got a lot and it meant a lot I'm like all right I got it <laughs> yeah. he's so sweet and and really it's what I love to see is how this game impacts these guys and their confidence, like you said, off of the field. Um, the one example I think of, 
come to my mind is Tyler Smith and how he was last season. And last year he was just very green, very shy, a little timid, a little nervous mm-hmm. to talk to media. And earlier yeah. this morning, oh, he's yeah. dropping bars. Oh, yeah. He's dropping bars about <laughs> yeah. this Thursday game, saying yeah. that <laughs> although they that the commanders might be a wounded animal, that doesn't mean they don't have fangs and can't still attack you. Okay, Shakespeare. Like, <laughs> it was... It's insane to see how confident these players are growing because mm-hmm. of this game off the field as well. And um, I, I love that they're so bought into the system. Duran's just a, a perfect example of being bought into the system, allowing it to mm-hmm. amplify what he's already very yep. good at, buying into the coaching, being coachable, and, and and wanting that feedback and still being hungry for more. That's all you can want in a guy. And so Boy, yeah. really, the, really proud of him. And there was fu- oh, something today in the press conference that Garrett asked mm-hmm. um, Coach McCarthy about Deron Bland and uh, Charles Woodson, just an all-time great mm-hmm. defensive back, uh, Raider and Packers. Anyway, just one of the all-time great players in NFL history, won defensive MVP. It's unusual for mm-hmm. a defensive back. And so Deron, with this tying this record now he's getting a little bit of chatter and so Garrett asked uh, coach McCarthy uh, who had Charles Woodson and and McCarthy made a good point earlier today that Joe Witt who's the Cowboys uh, defensive pass game coordinator um, you know coached Woodson he was his position coach Mm -hmm. so uh, you talk about being able to learn from the best and coaches to your point Jess being able to identify uh, skill sets and you know it it goes to putting guys in the right position but uh, I had not thought of that link so Mm -hmm. I'm glad that uh, McCarthy was was able to mention uh, Joe Witt and call out the success that he had with Woodson Mm because he's having success now with Bland yeah and a fun fact from Patrick Nosey Walker shout out to him it's been a 20.3% target rate against Bland so he's been targeted 20.3% of the time 19% for Gilmore what are these people gonna learn well, they're. I mean, they're targeting him, of course, because he's a young corner, right? They're not expect. They're expecting him, um, obviously, to make more of the mistakes. But when are they going to learn, if any? I mean, really, what else are. can they do? It's pick your poison, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think that's. I think that's why. But then I think that's also why you're seeing teams try to. Not only is it easier to find favorable, it's. It's becoming a trend to, be, to find mm-hmm. favorable matchups in the slot now. That's why teams are attacking Jordan Lewis, yeah. right? Because yeah. they're like, yeah, yeah. baby, if I got that. a pick. <laughs> Yeah. Why would I go at either yep. one of these yep. gentlemen? They're yep. going to try to attack your nickel, and that's why, you know, you see yep. his number being called. I see him rising to the occasion mm-hmm. and um, making a, like making plays when he can. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, this is his second forced fumble this year? Yeah. Yeah, like, so he's he's still making plays in the passing game, but you know who don't get no love? Man, Malik Hooker has been good. Yeah. You know how I know oh. he's been good? Have you mentioned his name? Nope. Have you mentioned his name? Have you mentioned his name? I haven't heard really nope. much, really yeah. that many people mention it, but that also lets you know the secondary is, is playing together. Mm-hmm. And just when we thought, you know, like I know a lot of people were confident that that Deron Bland was going to be able to play well, but it doesn't feel like they're missing a beat, really. Like it's it seems like they're still. We talk about next man up and stuff like that, and, and for this gentleman to come in and man that spot, you know, to play that that spot, not yeah. only to come from nickel to playing outside again, but to play to the level of a Trayvon mm-hmm. Diggs where the threat of the ball being taken away is, is the same. Mm-hmm. That's, y'all, that's yeah. that's just not how football goes, yeah. man. It doesn't yeah. go like this. So it's really a moment 
and um, I'm enjoying being able to, to watch it and, and kind of watch him grow too. So, but the secondary mm-hmm. is starting to play together yeah. as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. And the, imp- the important thing is, it's not just the picks. Mm-hmm. It's not just yeah. the interceptions. It's being a complete corner. Mm-hmm. So these numbers are going to improve. Okay, this is going into the game. Deron Bland was number one among all NFL cornerbacks uh, that have been targeted 25 or more times. Mm-hmm. So any guy who's playing regularly, um, he's number one with the opponent passer rating. So if you're going to target Deron Bland, your average passer rating is going to be 32.8. Yeah. Yeah, that's pitiful, people. I mean, that's that's pitiful. So, so he's going into going into yesterday's game at Carolina. He had been targeted 43 times, uh, 21 receptions for opponent receptions by four opponents, but five picks. So, 32.8 rating. That that is almost 10 points lower which is better in this case, 10 points better almost than the next highest of cornerback, which is Paulson Adebo from the Saints. So that, that the numbers are just off the charts. So uh, for a cornerback to have that passer rating low, it's like <laughs> golf. You want to have the low score because mm. it means that you're limiting yeah. uh, the uh, effectiveness of the quarterback and receiver. Yeah, and you kind of touched about um, when we were talking about Bryce Young, um, Aisha, and how you go where you're, you can develop as a young guy. It matters. It matters. It and matters. Al Harris has a knack for developing guys. And yeah. so I want to make sure that, you know, we shout out him for doing such a great job with well, Trayvon, even though we, of course, won't get him until next year. Uh, but Deron Bland and all those other guys who have yes. really kind of stepped up um, in that group. But what is an area, I, I believe, let's just switch gears to Absolutely. run defense. Um, I think there's still some shoring up they can do as far as, you know, Osa and Jonathan Hankins on that on that line. Is there any improvements that you feel like they should make? Um, no? no, it's going to. No, no, no. Finish your question. No. Do you feel like there's any improvements that they can take? They can make. So I'm going to say stretch? clearly we saw and this is <laughs> listen, I've been fussing about this for the last like three weeks now. <laughs> um, and that's literally why I asked Dan Quinn this last week. So I wanted to ask him, I asked him about, you know, that's every third quarter, sometimes it's the first quarter, sometimes it's the first play, yeah. first drive, where this defense cannot get off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, the gap integrity is terrible. The guys are getting kind of pinned inside. Um, uh, your DTs are getting turned. And, and it's just, it just seems like they, they're not locked in in those moments. And so I asked, that's why I asked San Quinn, is this temperament? Or is this, you know, them adjusting to or you having to adjust to whatever these fronts or different fronts you've been showing? And he, he mostly said it was temperament. And for me, I'm, I, I'm not saying – because I've seen this team play sound defense this year. I've seen them play sound run defense against some of the better teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, Philly didn't run all over you. Mm-mm. They didn't. It's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen them be able to play sound in uh, integrity-filled football. I need them to lock in coming out the third quarter – and coming out if they're if they're on the first drive yep. because the rest of the game what this I, if I'm not mistaken I'll look it up I'll bring it in the Cowboys defense in the fourth quarter is one of the best in the league mm-hmm. they've been that's why they're it's a lot of the reason why the offense is off the field like it is because they're able to get turnovers really quick and the offense takes advantage of it but in the fourth quarter this this defense comes to play second quarter this defense comes to play I need them to be and Dan Quinn said third. this he said this he said I, you know, I'm trying to get them to be like that from start to finish. And so for me, there's not a whole bunch of improvements. Yeah. It's the t- like 
schematically mm-hmm. schematically now there are some lineups and maybe you know dan quinn can get you know some bigger guys out there whatever but i'm just saying like it is mostly discipline yeah. to me i don't know how you feel christy but for me it's mostly discipline it's guys shooting up the field you can tell they're looking for sacks or whatever the case may be not sure tackling and i i it's it's been bothering me because i think when you start getting these close games that one drive is huge yeah in these games these blowouts it's no huge deal it's it's like okay we can still offense responds whatever but when you're in a playoff game yeah and people mm-hmm. tight yeah those drives are huge mm-hmm. and yeah. so i'm just it's I, I there's some maturity that i'm looking for from this team especially on the defensive side when you when it comes to run defense well, well i would just say that the run defense on display at carolina is not going to get you through the rest of the season absolutely and with a with that um question mark of an offensive line that carolina puts out there <laughs> I did not expect them to have the success running upset. the ball that they did. And so, um, you know, Mozzie has been under the microscope this season as the first-round pick and thought he had played a little bit better, but um, not sure that he had a super great game yesterday. Have to go back and look at look at that more. But, yeah, um, you know, and Miles Sanders has had such a really down year, you know, after they paid all that money to bring him to Carolina, and yet he, there he is uh, into the Cowboys' secondary. So um, I know that we're nitpicking here, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I thought that uh, that, that nine-minute drive, okay, eight minutes and 58 seconds, a 17-play drive that covers nearly nine minutes that you yield in the third quarter mm-hmm. where they convert three fourth <laughs> downs, yeah. And by the way, it gets extended because Sam Williams runs into the punter. Yeah. And they go for it on fourth down. It's fourth and two instead of fourth and seven. Those are the, the things that you can easily look past because the Cowboys win by 23 points. But that's not going to fly mm-hmm. with the rest of the and schedule. And not to mention that was Carolina's longest drive of the season they, they so gotta far. Be better. That's, yeah. that, they got to be better than that. Yeah. They got to be better than that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let us take our second break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Tis the season for youth football and dance camps presented by Invisalign. Don't miss your chance to learn from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and former NFL players at AT&T Stadium on December 22nd and 23rd. Celebrate the holidays with the Cowboys. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash camp. All right, go ahead and register for those camps. But for now, ladies, uh, what did this win show you all? It could be good. It could be bad. It could be whatever comes to mind for you all. What did this win against the Carolina Panthers? Why are y'all looking at me? Oh, I'm just looking <laughs> no, at You want to go first? I'll go first. Go. It showed me that this team still has improvement to make, but that's not a bad place to be in considering you're still not in December football. Mm-hmm. If this team... Uh, had already kind of peaked out, I'd be a little bit concerned. Yeah. But the fact that there's still room to grow and easy improvements that they can make, mm-hmm. like you were talking about, Aisha, the quicker starts, I think that also goes for the offensive side of the ball. Fair. I think if the offense is getting the ball first, mm-hmm. you need to score on that opening drive. You cannot continuously go three and out on things like that. Yeah. And uh, this game specifically, I think, was um, – going into half should not have been Mm 17-3 but it was also 17-3 not because of what the Cowboys did necessarily it was because of the self-inflicted wounds that the Panthers were giving to them because of what penalties (laughs) I will say um I'm gonna give the Cowboys kudos where kudos are due to say they did clean up that area of concern for themselves so something Mike McCarthy really emphasized this week was penalties focusing in on that and they did well. Um, let's see. The Cowboys had da, 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 five penalties for 45 yards. Not bad compared to Carolina, who had eight for 90. That was their highly, most highly penalized game yardage so far this season. Um, and just what it shows me, you're playing more disciplined football. And you're making sure that when the matchup is against you, you're playing to that. So you're on the road, which you're already notorious for having a high penalty count at that point. Top three most penalized games for the Cowboys have all been on the road Mm. and have been losses at that point. Um, They shored that up. They made sure that wasn't an issue. So for me, as long as there's growth to be made, they're not done. And there's a lot more that this team can do. Little things to tweak and get a little nitpicky about, but... Um, overall, I think you're in a really good position right now. I think it doesn't matter if you're the 7-3 and three Cowboys or the 1-9 and nine Panthers. If you shoot yourself in the foot with mm-hmm. penalties and with turnovers, you're making life hard for yourself. And I think Jess hit the nail on the head saying that Carolina killed themselves with penalties. Yep. And certainly the interception returned by Deron Bland was one of the great plays of the game. The game was over after that, and it yep. came right on the heels of Tony Pollard's really – really excellent hard up the middle Mm -hmm. um, touchdown run so the Cowboys did what they had to do they took care of business they didn't have a lot of self-inflicted wounds they protected Dak and they harassed um, Bryce Young and ended with seven sacks so you know short week now on to the next one took care of business I think that this is the last little yeah this Thursday is really the last little like uh a sugarcoat game where you can, you know, you're taking on teams that aren't necessarily presenting much of a challenge. Ooh, Again, and I hate to say it's it, Washington on it, Thanksgiving yeah, and weird things happen weird against things Washington happen, on yes. Thanksgiving. Weird things happen, but I'm saying this is like the last little should win. Should win. Should win. You know, on the schedule where you have the ability to tidy up those little details mm-hmm. that you need to tidy up before you know you get Seattle and you get Philly up in here in AT&T Stadium so it's about mm-hmm. to get real mm-hmm. um and I think that what we're seeing the past couple of weeks though is like 
the pr- improvements, right? Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. seeing it's just time for everything to come together, and mm-hmm. hopefully it can um, against Washington first, then Seattle, and then the Eagles. Dun, 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 dun. And then everyone, yeah. Yeah, it's a good football team. <laughs> yeah. So you got a good football team, um, and as cliche as it is, the only way they lose to me is if they beat themselves because they're they have the pieces. They're showing you mm-hmm. in spots what they can do mm-hmm. defensively, offensively, special teams all the way around. Um, head coach seems like he has head coach slash OC. <laughs> OC seems like he got a good got the reins. It feels like he really he and the quarterback are on the same page. Listen, mm-hmm. you got the pieces. You're figuring things out at the right time. Let's go on a run. And how, how did, what did, what's his name say, Stephon Gilmore says, time to turn it up a notch, mm. right? So whether that's discipline, whether that's the maturity, whether it's the decision-making, whether it's intensity to start games, it's time mm. to turn it off a notch, turn it up a notch. So it's a good football team. All right, time mm. to turn it up a notch. Y'all are watching, well, <laughs> that's a wrap. Turn it up talk. a notch and turn, turn us up. down a notch. Yeah, I was a little Get slow out of here. on that one. It's, it's all right. okay. I know what you meant. Save. <laughs> that's- we're here. We're here. Girl, you're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We'll see you next week. Presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Tomorrow. Cowboys. See you tomorrow. tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Dang. Sorry. <laughs> wow, I'm sorry. My days are... Come on now. Y'all got to cut me some slack. Okay, My gotcha, days girl. are running a little... This, this Short is really week first Thanksgiving week with the right, Cowboys. You, and you literally don't know what day it is. That, I, I mean, literally. That's just, that's just part of the Cowboys Thanksgiving Thank week. You. We're it's all like that. My days. We have we no idea what day it is. On holiday traditions. Today is really like a Friday. Today is Wednesday. Like Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Even though it's Monday. Yeah. All right. We'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!